uh, it's not Monday night this week. It's a Wednesday night. And uh, I'm just happy to be back with my brother, Kenny T, uh, for Mono and Mono Live with the one and only Kenny T, the best strength and conditioning coach outside of uh, well, boxing. We got to get you in the boxing. You're best out of New York City, in my opinion. That's my brother, Kenny T, and we'll get into one-time Kenny T later on. We're going to save that a little bit later, Kenny. But uh, happy to be back live. This is Mano a Mano Live with Kenny T. Uh, what's good, fam? Nothing much, brother. We back from New York doing the damn thing the way it should be done. Here for the takeover. You already know. Absolutely. Let's get it, let's get it going. Boxing slow, but we're here to pick it up for it. Well, boxing is a little slow, and uh, we're going to get started off real here, uh, real quick, by talking about what happened this past Saturday night. Uh, Mark Magsayo became the new w- and the new the new WBC featherweight champion of the world. It was a little bit controversial, Kenny. Uh, you know, people were complaining a little bit, uh, you know. Uh, Gary Russell Jr. lost his title. Um, a lot of people thought it was a little unfair that, you know, he fought with an injury. But, uh, look, I had Mark Matsau winning that fight clearly, uh, in my opinion. I wasn't scoring it because, uh, you know, just like you shouldn't drive when you're super tired, uh, you shouldn't ride a motorcycle when you're super tired. You shouldn't operate heavy machinery. When you're super tired, uh, you probably shouldn't score a fight when you're super tired. And that fight was going on late, at least for me, bro. I, I get up for work mad early, as you know. I'm usually up around 5.30. That's where my body clock sets me to wake up at. And uh, it's a little bit difficult, bro, watching these late-night fights on Saturdays at times. And this was one of them. Um, you know, from the majority of the fight, Gary Russell Jr. was fighting with one hand. Uh, he injured his right shoulder. Uh, it was checked by a doctor during the fight. And, uh, you know, Mark McSayo, uh won it. Um, I don't really care, really, if it was a one-handed Gary Russell Jr. He went into the fight. He took the fight. He fought the fight. Uh, he thought he would win the fight with the injury that he had uh, that apparently he underreported to the New Jersey State Athletic Commission. And he lost the fight. Um, it's as simple as that. Now, I was watching my brother JM out in the Philippines that does his show, uh, and people were essentially complaining in the Philippines that Mark McSayo didn't finish dude with the one hand. Um, I want to know what your thoughts are, Kenny, on the fight itself, on the injury, and on whether you think that Mark McSayo um, maybe underperformed a little bit considering that he didn't finish a one-handed fighter. Kenny. All right, well... Definitely uh, wasn't as uh, exciting of a weekend as everybody thought it was going to be. I can definitely see how people make the argument or that, you know, or that they're upset that he lost because he had one arm. I I, I do see and I do agree that if he had both arms, that fight would have been different. I think he probably would have came out victorious. But he took the fight. So it is what it is. He took the fight knowing he had the injury. There's no excuses to be made. He took the fight and he lost it. And it was easily easy to see that he lost the fight. I don't know how he got eight 
what was that he was saying? Eight four nine. No, he was saying ten two nine three. That's what he was saying. Ten two nine three. That that's how he had the fight on his scorecard. I don't see how that's delusional shit. If you see the fight like that, then I don't see how you can improve, regardless of you having one arm. That's that sounds stupid to me. But Mark McSayo definitely won the fight. It was uh, definitely an underwhelming performance from him. Being that Gary Russell had one arm and that Mark McSayo is uh, said to be this power puncher, this aggressive style power puncher that trains with Manny Pacquiao, you would expect that, you know, it would end in a Manny Pacquiao style fashion, especially with him being the bigger guy. He's not the smaller guy. He wasn't the smaller guy. With him being the bigger guy, you would expect that he would go in there and be able to show us his uh, power and hurt Gary Russell, maybe knock him down at least, at least knock him down, uh, especially since he had uh, only one arm, you know, but only one arm to hit with, only one arm to defend with. He could still use his body, yes, but it's just not the same with only one arm. Uh, Mark McZayev should have been able to take better advantage of that. I don't necessarily think that it's a, it's a win that that complements Mark Magsayo. It's uh, it should be a rematch immediately, not immediately like in the next couple of weeks. But you know, when that injury is healed, there should be a rematch. And if Mark Magsayo beats him with no injury, then Mark Magsayo beats him, and all kudos and props to him. But I don't get any any. I don't. I have. I didn't gain any large respect for for Mark Magsayo from that performance that I saw this past weekend, and. Neither Gary Russell. He he only had one arm. He knew he had one arm. He went into the fight with one arm. He took it. So then he should have been using that arm viciously, nonstop, knowing that you're going into the fight with one arm. You know, he shouldn't have used the jab as much as he was trying to do, use the jab early on if that's his hurt arm. If he knows his hurt, use it a little less. Uh, use it more as a throwaway punch and not as a trying to make serious contact because if you make some serious contact with your hurt shoulder, the impact is going to come up and you're going to feel it in your shoulder. After he heard it, he didn't throw a single, uh, a single jab anymore. Uh, it was like one jab the following round. And after that, he didn't throw the jab anymore. He should have just slowed down with the jab and used that, uh, uh, power hand, the left hand much more. And that's it. Uh, he went in there with the incorrect boxing plan. If you if you ask me, for a guy who knew he was going into the fight injured, us the general public, we did not know what his injury was. He knew what his injury was. He could have prepared better for that injury and came in with a different game plan. That fight was very winnable for Gary Russell. So you know, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't get props to either one. I don't disagree, Kenny. I mean, he showed himself to be a little bit limited uh, in that. It's essentially fighting a guy with just one hand, right? Um, I agree. I, 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 you know, maybe his Filipino compatriots were being a little bit too harsh. Uh, you know, I heard Joe Habib on Ringside Reporter. Shout out to my brother Joe Habib. Shout out to Ringside Reporter Live, a member of the HCP network of uh, channels. All right, quiero saludar todos mis hermanos causando pánico, incluyendo señor Joe Habib. Uh, Look, Joe Habib thought that maybe he was being a little compassionate, Kenny. You know, maybe uh, he had a little, you know, a little uh, hurt feelings for uh, Gary Russell Jr. in the predicament he was in. I don't know. This is all just speculation. But I agree. I wasn't all that impressed. However, look, he won a world title. 
that's what guys enter the pro game for these world titles to many that green belt that green and gold wbc belt is the most prestigious well, that's obviously up for debate but a lot of people feel that it is and he won his title uh no excuses uh no excuses i want to salute the people that are in the chat nando the big dog the og hcp is in the heezy as they say over there in northern california my brother nando nani game all right uh Salute to you, brother. Anton M. is up in here. My brother, boxing historian, Brian, Mr. 206, is up in here. Chauncey Pearls, the GOAT, Mario Pete Punch, Smollett, Frank is with us as well. I didn't know that your kitty cat likes watching these shows, Kenny. Frank is up in here. He's even cat. A big Frank. Uh, Kenny's cat. Uh, he's, he's up in the chat as well. Obviously, my brother, Chicano Prophet, is with us. Team Batman Boxing, Golden Mike 30, Jason Ladd, Thomas Jones, Lance Meyer, Luis Reyes, Tony Pugilist Boy, and the whole crew uh, is with us here tonight to talk boxing. Now, um, you know, where does he go from here, uh, Kenny? Um, Magsayo, that is. Uh, he took the title out of the hands of Gary Russell Jr. Um, 126 Pounds is a pretty good division. I got it up here for anybody who's interested, right? Uh, Ray Vargas is number one slot there with the WBC. Mike Conlon is taking on Lee Wood. Uh, that's for the WBA regular title because much like Gary Russell Jr. hadn't defended his featherweight title, neither has Leo Santa Cruz in a very long time. Kiko Martinez, uh, one of my family members, funny enough, uh, Martinez is taking on Mauricio Lara, no, not Lara, uh, Josh Warrington. I'd like to see Lara back into the mix at some point. And then there's Emmanuel Navarrete. Uh, to me, Navarrete is still the top dog at this weight class. Uh, I don't see a guy in this division right now that can beat him. Uh, maybe a healthy Gary Russell Jr. might have been able to, but I don't see Kiko beating him. I don't see Lee Wood beating him. I don't see Santa Cruz beating him. I don't see Conlon beating him. And I don't see Ray Vargas beating him. Uh, Ray Vargas, to me, also isn't the most exciting of guys uh, to watch. He's a pure boxer, um, and uh, it's going to be an interesting contest. But I think it will be much uh, the same as this fight with Gary Russell Jr. in terms of tempo and flow when you got uh, kind of a big guy moving forward, uh, taking on a guy who, who boxes. I uh, got to end that call. Um, do you... Do you uh, uh really uh believe and have that much faith in navarrete i love navarrete's style uh i love his punch variety to the head to the body i love his use of uppercuts and hooks he gets hit uh, a whole lot he does um, he gets hit way too much well uh i haven't seen him not be able to take punches um, this is true this is true the only reason i i say that uh, i mentioned that is because you're speaking about who's next for mark mcsayo yeah. Um, and if Mark McSayo is the power puncher that he is said to be, then, you know, that would be a matchup that I think would create fireworks, right? Mark McSayo also gets hit a lot. Navarrete gets hit a lot. Mark McSayo is said to have a lot of power. Yeah. Navarrete is said to have a lot of power and combination of punches to the head and body, as you just discussed. Excuse me, as you just discussed. So, Yo, that that 
by what is said of these fighters, that could be a hell of a matchup. And I wouldn't say it would be a walk in the park for Navarrete since Navarrete gets hit a lot and Maxayo is the guy that is said to have power. Yeah, it's said to have power, but I didn't really ever see him hurt Gary Russell Jr. significantly in that fight. Um, like I said, I was struggling to keep my eyes open as the later part of the fight happened because it is late here in New York City. Funny enough, after that, I ended up watching the Nganu fight, and we can talk about that a little bit later in terms of his chances as a heavyweight boxer. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't really think they're that great. Um, but before we get to that, I do want to talk about the undercard for a quick second. I, that was exciting. I liked what I saw in uh, Subria Matias. Um, yeah. Dude, this guy, this guy can bang. Uh, brother out of Fajardo, uh, Puerto Rico, okay? Uh, I've been there. Yeah, so have I, actually. Uh, I've, been, I've been there. And uh, I thought he did really well. Um, he avenged the loss. You know, granted against a guy who had lost a few times, but against a guy who uh, was a tough cookie, man. Uh, Petros Ananian is a tough cookie, never been down in his career. I felt that the stoppage was was good. I felt that, if anything, um, it might have even been wise to stop it right after he took that shot. Uh, thank goodness the ringside physician stepped in when she did. I thought she did a great job, you know, getting him to follow those eyes, right? Uh, follow the finger with the eyes and then instruct the referee to end it. But Subriel Matias looks solid to me. Question for you. I asked this to D-Style 2 off air. You look at a guy like Subriel Matias coming up, right? He's got 18 wins, 18 knockouts. Uh, how do you think Teofimo Lopez does against a guy like that? We're not, like, he's not a champion, right? He's a contender in the division. How do you think a guy like Teofimo Lopez would do against Subriel Matias, considering Teofimo Lopez wants to move to 140 pounds? Kenny? Well, I think that'd be a great matchup. Um as we saw, uh, Matias does get hit a lot as well. And, and Teofimo, we know his power is proven. He does have power. Um, so, you know, that could be a case of fireworks in that, si- in that side. And Teofimo seems to be broken a little bit. Uh, that heart and mentality seems to be broken a little bit. Uh, not, not, not taking that rematch with Cambosis. Uh, or trying to do anything when he had the rematch opportunity tells me that he's broken. So, you know, Matias also throws a lot of punches and has power and throws punches from good angles to the body and to the head. Um, and Matias is kind of tall and kind of big. So, man, that'd be a great fight. I, I I would love to see that. I would, I would love to see that fight. I, I would love to see that fight, too. Um, I think that's a great uh, benchmark for Teofimo's future if he is going to hang around 140. Um, because if he does have championship aspirations, he should be able to beat a guy like like uh, Matias. But I don't think that that's any guarantee at all. And interesting to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but my understanding is that Subriel Matias is a, obviously he's a Puerto Rican fighter. We know that. I believe his coach is Mexican. And I believe he trains out of mexico they mentioned during the broadcast that they were flying in sparring partners from from across mexico uh i can't think of another puerto rican fighter at least on this level 
that's based out of Mexico, at least as a fighter. Um, so, Chad, help me out with that. If you can think of anybody else, uh, let me know. But I thought that that was a pretty interesting um, bit of uh, of info, of trivia there uh, that I gathered from that broadcast on Saturday night. Um, I didn't get to chime in on 8CP of the week. Uh, you know, I don't really get to if I'm not hanging on the 8CP show on D-Star Boxing. But I'm going to have to, believe it or not, give my HCP, my vote for 8CP of the week. Still goes to Mark Magsayo because he did win a title regardless of the circumstances around it. Kenny, who do you got uh, top of your head for your fighter of the week here on the HCP network? I mean, HCP of the week would, uh, I'd have to say both McSayo and, uh, and Matias. Uh, he, 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 he did that thing, bro. He, he fought a hell of a, it was the most exciting fight of the night. And he, it was a fight that he lost last time that his trainer said he hadn't trained as hard enough for you. Know I'm saying it was very, 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 very impressive. McSayo just because he got the belt, you know what I'm saying? But I was, as I said, I wasn't as impressed with McSayo as I would have liked to be. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see a little bit uh, more Magnifico from Magnifico uh, McSayo, personally. Um, but there you go. And look, when you look at the landscape, back to Matias at 140 pounds, here we have it courtesy of Boxing Scene. All right. Uh, what you see here is Josh Taylor across the board, obviously. Then we have got names like Jose Zapeda, Jose Ramirez, Regit Progre, Sandor Martin. And you can see Teofimo Lopez is currently ranked number five in the WBC. You go across the board, you got Alberto Puello, a uh, compatriot of yours, Kenny, Dominican. Ismael Barroso, O'Hara Davies out there from the UK. Sandor Martin again at number four with the WBA. Batir Akhmedov, number five with the WBA. And what you can see with the IBF is Subriel Matias is number two, right under Jeremias Ponce. Or Jeremias Ponce. Um, and then you got Jack Ketterall, Liam Pato, Arnold Barbosa, Jose Zapeta, and Jose Pedraza with the WBO. I think that uh, Matias is positioned pretty well there at 140. Kenny, what about you? I, I agree. Uh, um, he also has or appears to have size over a lot of these fighters. Uh, it'd be a hell of a fight with him and Josh Taylor. They they should be somewhere near in, in, in size to each other. I mean, let me look that up. Uh, but, no, man, I think that uh, Matias uh, looks like he could be pretty set up to have a shot at a title fairly soon, maybe this year, unless people start not wanting to fight, which... I don't think that's the the case with Josh Taylor. No, I mean, I, the Josh Taylor seems to me like an old school kind of guy. Gangster. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he proved that when he walked up on Ramirez entourage and everything, talking all that smack uh, in the man's home country. Um, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, PSK, Ponce versus Matias, what a fight. Um, absolutely. I mean, that would be a hell of a fight. As uh, Floyd Mayweather used to always say, that's a hell of a fight, a hell of a fight. Um, <laughs> you know, Mario P says that the division is weak right now. I don't think I agree with that. I don't think I agree with that. I think there's a lot no. of fighters 
at 140. And we've got Mr. H Money himself up in here with us. Uh, maestro, maestro, maestro. H Money, H Money, H Money. Thank you so much. So, uh, look, we're going to get into talking about the heavyweight division. And uh, shout out to G Funky because he coined the term. I might even have to change the title of this episode. I'm giving G Funky credit for it. He says it's the heavyweight W A I T division. And we're going to. It's better. Yeah, absolutely. so before we get into that, though, Kenny, you know, we got a big fight coming up Saturday, pay-per-view event, $75.99 or $80, $80 roughly, $75, whatever you want to call it. It's Kenny one time. Oh, wait a second. It's actually not Kenny one time, T. It's Thurman versus Barrios. We've also got Santa Cruz Carvajal on the undercard of this one. Uh, we don't even look alike. Uh, a little bit, little bit of a resemblance. Uh, but you both, you both got good mic skills. Okay, so I uh, got to do that. Um, but are, are you are, are you going to come over for the fight party at Casa Maestro on Saturday? Are you going to purchase this yourself? Uh, what, what's the plan for you Saturday night, Kenny? When it comes to Thurman versus Barrios live on Fox Pay Per View. I, I think I'm gonna be over at the fight party. I, I, I you know, seventy five dollars is a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, but uh, you know, go over there. You know, have a couple brews, maybe do a stream, talk all shit. You know how it goes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, who do you got in the fight? You don't have to give a prediction. Ah, really like giving that's an easy one. Oh wait, well, yeah. I mean Thurman should win the fight, right? Yeah, I mean uh, Thurman has been talking a lot. If uh, Thurman is anywhere near the fighter that we knew Thurman to be before, or the Thurman that we knew before he took this large layoff, then that Thurman should beat the Barrios that we just saw that just got beat by a tank or mini tank. Absolutely. I want to let everybody know that as of now, phone lines are open 718 618 4284. We're in New York City. Okay, Kenny's over there in the Heights. I'm in the South Bronx. Lines are open if you want to talk anything related to boxing. Uh, Before we get into the main topic of the day, Kenny, uh, you know, rate how you're feeling right now uh, as it relates to the state of boxing 2022, just as a fan. Uh, Talk about last week, a couple, you know, months ahead, weeks moving forward. What? How are you feeling right now about the state of the game? Well, right now, it, it feels sad, man. It feels like the year has started off sad, although we have news or good news about some good fights coming up in the future. We don't know what's going to happen. As we saw, you know, we we're supposed to have that Joe Smith Jr. versus uh, Callum fight, and COVID uh, switched that up on us. You know, we started the year with a pay-per-view of Charles Martin and King Kong. Now we have another pay-per-view of Thurman versus Barrios, neither of which should be in, on pay-per-view at this point. You know, I, I, I just, and we had a one-armed Gary Russell versus a McSayo that we would love to have see the knockout in, you know, not as an exciting fight. And, and the undercard was good, though. But, you know, I say it's been, it's been you know, a little lackluster, sad uh, so far in this year. And 
hopefully that changes because they they've announced some good fights that should be coming up and ho- look hopefully we get much better from this 75 dollar pay-per-view than what i'm thinking and expecting is going to be like shout out to tony pugilist boy all right big up to my brother tony i gotta big up anytime i see my brothers out there my brethren from the uk from england from london all right my home away from home shout out to brixton shout out to east london shout out to the north side islington okay shout out to west london okay all my people out there in fulham and everywhere else uh gotta ding the bell for my brother staying up late to watch our show live truly appreciate it and uh look what i will say about my feeling about this I would have zero problems with this fight if it were on Fox. Zero problems. My problem, though, is that it's on pay-per-view. I got a problem with that. I got a problem with the 75 bucks I'm going to have to spend. But anyone who supports my channel with the Super Chats, with the memberships, know that I have an obligation, at least I feel I do, to purchase all of these cards and then talk about them. So I'm going to be purchasing the card. I'm not happy. To purchase the card i think it's ridiculous that we've got a fighter that just got knocked out by a lightweight that really is a super featherweight taking on a guy who just lost and is in his comeback fight and that they're putting this on pay-per-view i like keith thurman i've always liked keith thurman i think he's one of the best guys on the mic in boxing having said that i'm not very happy about paying $75. I'm just not. Now, my brother Tony, you may not understand this, but I'm going to break it down for you like this, brethren. We have to pay these fees here in the UK about 75 bucks to watch. U.S. U.S. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Okay? And uh, we got somebody from the Midlands. I don't know if that's Lester or uh, let me know where in the Midlands you are, but what about me? is out there in the Midlands of England. Okay, I'm familiar with the Midlands. They got a really good school out there, university, called Loughborough that teaches a whole lot about sport, okay? Uh, so, yeah, salute from Birmingham. Oh, we got, we got the GB in the building right now. Aaron Daly, salute to you too. All of the homies out there, mis hermanos, my brothers, Causano, causing panico panic out there in the UK. Thank you for joining us tonight, okay? Uh, so that's how I feel about it. Now, G Funk is funny. Back at it again. The Thurman is a Welter. Wait. Welter. Wait. W A I T. Okay, I'm gonna have to change the name of this show. G. Okay, because that that is what we need to rename some of these these weight classes. The the weight division. All right. Um. So it is what it is. So so it, it's Thurman's career. Uh gonna fall back just like his hairline uh good question uh with the joke okay uh you know my brother one time kenny t's throwing shots (laughs) at one time keith thurman okay kenny's got the long hair right like samson so he can throw those shots uh let's have a look i mean right now uh i don't really see and we can pull up the welterweight rankings here real quick i don't really see how this helps keith thurman um, you know, where is Keith Thurman? That was I was just about to ask. Where is Keith Thurman even ranked? I don't see Keith Thurman. 
over here. <laughs> you know, I see my Canadian brother, Cody Crowley, at number 15. He's coming off a win. I'm seeing a Stanny Onis, number 14. Amir Khan, number 18. 11. Okay. Sorry, number what, what, 11. Sorry, number 11. Jose what, Cito Lopez, who's on the undercard man. Saturday, he's at number six. So where where where, the, where does uh uh Thurman beat in uh Barrios put him on the rankings? Oh look, Barrios is number eight on on the second list. Uh, well, there what? you go. I guess I guess if Keith Thurman beats Mario Barrios, he'll be he'll crack the top ten with the WBA, right? I guess that's something. How uh, how is Mario Barrios even ranked in the in what's away? I don't know. I mean, why didn't they put him in against? Abel Ramos. Why didn't they put him in against Cusio Clayton? Why didn't they put him in against Sandor Marti? Anybody. Find somebody in the top five, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, put him against Jaren Ennis. Well, I, I heard rumors of this too, PSK, that it's a WBC eliminator, but I have yet to hear actual confirmation of that. Um, I think I think the rumors of that came from Keith Thurman himself. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he was uh, uh alleging and saying uh, so i suspect this to be a wbc eliminator in that video he did i think it was a fight hype <laughs> yeah i saw that too but uh, i mean that's still that's still just a rumor you know it's still just a rumor at this point so look kenny one time teasy okay kenny one time he uh is not buying the fight he will be at the fight party at casa maestro okay Saturday night, we'll be watching it. Um, no charge up to my brother Kenny. Free to come through. I do have some drinks here already for him, ready. They're already cooling in the in La Nevera. Okay. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see where we go from here. Uh look, time for the discussion at hand. And by the way, the phone lines are open if anyone wants to call in. It's 718-618-4284. 718-618-4284. We also happen to be on WhatsApp. We also happen to be on Skype for our people that are international like this show. You're talking to two international brothers over here, okay? Living in places that our families don't come from. We got a global perspective, okay? So uh, we're always about making it accessible to people all over the world as much as possible. Got to ding the bell. Okay. My brother Nando says, when did the WBC, sorry, the PBC become Jerry's kids? I'm not feeling terrible enough for $75. I have a feeling that the uh, streaming is going to be crazy this weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of people streaming, and I don't mean live casts. Uh uh, you know, on 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 Saturday night. Um, but that that's just my opinion. I think if you're Keith Thorman, you really would have wanted this fight to be in front of the biggest audience possible on Fox Primetime. You know, Super Bowl weekend, get that big push. Instead, it's behind a is it Super Bowl weekend actually? It is, right? I don't even watch the Super Bowl, so it's no tough idea. Uh, regardless, it shouldn't be behind the paywall, I think. It should be where everyone can see it. Um so big up to Nando. Uh, you got your 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 two cents in over there, brother. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this this should not be uh, a pay per view fight. You don't put two guys coming off losses once against a super light super sorry a super featherweight in Tank Davis. I mean, dude just got knocked out by super featherweight in his last in his last uh, 
Best fight. This isn't a pay-per-view fight. But moving on, Kenny, topic of the day. What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on with the heavy weight, as in W-A-I-T, as G-Funky said, division? I mean, we've got two guys with championships. You got the WBC, Lineal, Lineal with an L, Ring Magazine heavyweight champion of world, Tyson Fury, on one side. You've got the WBA, IBF, WBO, unified three-belt champion, or if you can include the IBO, I don't. Champion in Alexander Usyk coming off the big win against Anthony Joshua. And it's wait season. Hashtag wait gate. What is going on? On one side, you've got a split situation and constant cons. Every week, oh, we've got a purse bid. Every week, oh, no, it's delayed. Every week, we got a purse bid. Every week, it's delayed. This is what's going on with Fury and White. White apparently doesn't believe that 20% is big enough for him, wants a $10 million guarantee. On the other side of the coin, you have Anthony Joshua uh, doing his version of reality TV bachelor season, hashtag The Bachelor, uh, looking for new trainers to work with. The Boxing Bachelor. The Boxing Bachelor. Weeks go by. Months seem to go by. Uh, He's yet to find a trainer. And now, you know, this week it comes out courtesy of Gareth Davies uh, in in England. Um, I believe he works with The Telegraph, which is a semi-tabloid type paper out there, saying that uh, Joshua's been offered and will accept $15 million to step aside. Turns out maybe that's true. Maybe it isn't. Fans continue to wait, to wait, to wait. Is it Joshua Fury? Is it? Joshua Usyk, is it Fury White, Kenny, sitting down there at home in your studio in the Heights? What are you thinking about all of this? None of it uh, really makes sense. Uh, It's it's all a bunch of foolish talk of people who are trying to dodge and potentially wait for something. For me... uh, White is playing games. White could say he's worth whatever money he says he's worth. He's the only one that believes that. And if he keeps on, he's going to price himself out. They keep on postponing it a week. It's probably Eddie Hearn telling him, look, bro, I'm going to continue. Until I could calm your ass down, I'm going to continue postponing this shit a week every single time because you're going to continue going in there saying you deserve $10 million. You're going to continue getting shut down. Eventually, enough shutdowns are going to happen that the fight is not going to happen. And uh, Fury's going to move on to somebody else. Fury, Fury's like, oh, postpone it. Yeah, 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 postpone it, postpone it, because I don't want to fight White. Why? Why, why? why fight White if I could just have this fight postponed and potentially fight Usyk and have all the belts? Or fight somebody else for just as much or more money than he would for fighting White. Right. Uh, for, for, for me, it's foolish. Major and, and they, so go ahead. We got Major Key willing to co- come in on in a few. Major Key, just hold tight. I'm going to get you on first, and then I'm going to bring Isan in. First, though, I want Kenny to react to something, and then we'll we'll bring uh, you two brothers on. Kenny, I'm going to share this with you, and then I want you to react. This is courtesy of IFL TV. Uh, 
they had a little thing here where they posted or reposted, I believe, something that Fury put on Instagram. It says, get. I'm being asked this question over and over again. I do not know the answers to it. I'm ready to fight this weekend. I've been training three weeks. How long does a man need to train? Joshua's a coward. Who's ex a pussy and Dylan White don't want to fight? So if you can prove me wrong, get to fucking fighting, you pair of cowards. You're all cowards. You're all bum dossers. Either fight or do one, you pack of wet lettuces. I'm just going to keep going until one of these cowards decide to fight. You're all cowards, shithouse bums. I don't care who I fight, AJ, Usek, Dylan White, or any of them. Fight me. I'm the best man that's ever lived. And these are all coward bum dossers. I'll annihilate the lot of yous and destroy yous. Mm. Submit yous. Tap you bitches out. Come and fight. <laughs> wow. That, he's, he's hilarious. That was courtesy of Fury. Uh, if you were in Fury's position, would you do that? Would you be frustrated? Uh, can you understand the message? Or is this cap from Fury, Kenny? Uh, part of the message is cap. And part of the... part. I wouldn't say cap. Part of the message is trying to get in somebody's head. Part of the message is real. It's very factual that White does. It seems like he doesn't want to fight, and seems like a shit house, you know, or whatever it was he called him a doctor in his words. But um, regarding Usyk, he's just talking shit to Usyk, trying to get in Usyk's head. Because what is Usyk doing? Usyk is doing exactly what he should be doing: continuing to train and waiting for a contract to be signed, or if it's not going to be signed, he can move on to his next fight. You know, um, and to Joshua. Joshua is definitely playing games and he's definitely shooting shots at Joshua to get in the man's head as well. He's smart for what he's doing. I'm and I I agree with what he's saying. The only thing I don't agree with is like the shots at Usyk. I don't think Usyk's doing anything wrong here. I mean, I'm sure he's he trying to get in his head, yo. Right. So I'm going to go to you, Major Key. I just got to get to a super chat again for my brother Nando. He says, is Fury Usyk really big enough to pay four different heavyweight massive amounts of money? Is Grandpa Bob really going to break that much bread? Uh, I agree. I don't really think that the answer to any of those questions is yes. Major Key, what are your thoughts on this, fam? Thank you for joining Mano a Mano with Kenny T. What's going on? What's going on, brothers? How y'all doing? We good, fam. We good on this side. How are you That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. The, the, the whole thing, my, my whole um, issue was I, I believe that we have a responsibility to let these dudes know as the followers and, and the casuals that, hey, this is one that we need to protest, man, because we're doing this at, what, 147 with Thurman and Barrios? We're doing this at 147, and it's supposed to be a title eliminator, right? How long has Thurman been out of the ring, and who the hell is Barrios at 147? You know what I'm saying? He hasn't even done anything at 140. He got his shot, and he lost, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah, he, sta- he, he stood, you know, he stood his, his ground for a little bit with, with – with Javante, but uh, at the end of the day, who is he at 147 to to, to, to just come in and say, I'm a WBC uh, uh, eliminator type of dude, and then Thurman oh, oh, for two years, you know what I mean? Like, I'm his tune-up, and this this makes a great case to pay $75, and, you know, we a title eliminator. I, I mean, to me, it's just like, yo, that's, that's I mean, you you know, I played three-car money when I was young, bro. My, 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 my mother used to tell me, you're going to lose your dollar, and I used to be like, no, I could win. I could win, ma, I could win. You know what I'm saying? Over there on Fordham Road. 
you know, and, and I used to always lose. And she's like, I'm not giving you no more, though. I told you you were going to lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's all it is, man. Well, there there you go. Um, look, I don't disagree with you. And and as fans are concerned, um, it, it, it's not a good look for fans of the sport, especially basketball fans. I mean, as they say, this is the glamour division. As they say, the sport goes usually the way of heavyweight boxing. I mean, throughout the eras, I mean, when the heavyweight division was strong, boxing was strong. I mean, all of these people yeah. that harken back to the days of Don King pay-per-views, well, what the fuck drove those pay-per-views? It was Mike Tyson and heavyweight boxing, you know? Um, and that's always yeah. been the case, really. So we need this to be shaken out. I need to see a fight. At this point, I don't care if it's Fury versus White. I don't care if it's Fury versus Usyk. I just want to see the heavyweight champions fighting. And I don't care if it's Usyk versus Joshua. I mean, they're all good fights. Let's just make one of them happen. I'm going to bring in Isan real quick. Isan, what's good, fam? Hey, what's going on? Can you guys hear me? Fine, I'm connected to my car. Yeah, loud and clear. We can hear you. There's a little bit of background, but we can hear you. Uh, probably my car exhaust, my bad, but yeah, I mean, they said that this uh, this purse bid is by Friday at the last exemption uh, was today, so we're going to see. I mean, I can't imagine Pierre Gay getting that belt over a purse bid, so that's the only way out of it, honestly. Because if White wants $10 million, he's going to, I mean, Eddie already said, like, they're going to be bidding aggressively to get him, like, a good amount. Even if it's stayed at 20%, they're going to bid with what they need to to get that fight, so it's just interesting because you know Bob, he don't like his fighters going to other platforms, and this is very fine deal with him. So I don't know. It's interesting. I can't wait to see what's gonna happen. No, I, valid points, Kenny. Do you see Fury dropping his title and not and not doing this? Mm, I, I I I don't I don't know. It's it, I don't right now. I don't see it happening. It, there's no reason for Fury to drop his title. What does he have to lose from this going to purse bids? What does he have to lose from anything? All he has to do is just sit there and continue waiting until they decide what money's going to white. And then when the time comes fight, Fury doesn't have to do anything besides literally wait for the, for the money to be agreed upon and the fight to happen. I don't see why he would vacate anything. There you go. You got any, anything else to add uh major key? No. I'm a fullback, but as far as um as far as um the Tyson Fury, I, I agree. Um, like, look, I think he's just getting in um in, in people's heads. You know what I'm saying? But um, if if he's legitimately frustrated, um, that's kind of understandable. But then again, you know, it's a taste of his own medicine because uh, he's done that to other people as well. So you know, like, really, he can, you know, you can't be the pot calling the kettle black. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I digress with that one, man. Y'all have a great night. I'll be in the chat. Absolutely. Have a good night, brother. Uh, thank you so much. I'm gonna bring on Lil. Penny, who's uh, overseas and always has great takes. Penny, what's good, fam? Hey, my sure. How are you? Hi, Kenny. How's hey, it going? Thanks, thanks for being on here live with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, what? man. You guys, you guys talking about Fury? We're talking about Fury. We're talking about White. We're talking about Joshua. We're talking about Usyk. We're talking about uh, step away money. We're talking about fights not happening in the heavyweight division. That's what we're talking about. And it's getting a little bit old at this point, a little bit frustrating, to, for me at least, to constantly read, oh, we've got a purse bid happening. Oh, well, actually, it's being delayed. Like, could we just get this done already? And, and Maestro, can I just um, ask for your mathemat- mathematical uh, point of view? That 15 million step away side, to me, that doesn't, 
that doesn't make sense because it's so big for, for Usyk and Fury for he, for them to give AJ 15 million. The pay per view in England would have to be around two million for that to happen, and I don't think that's not going to happen. I don't think the numbers add up because yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you can't pay Dillian White ten million dollars as a guarantee, which I think is probably true, uh, we don't know how well that fight is going to do as a guarantee, right? Um, who's to say that Usyk versus Fury is that much bigger of a fight than White versus Fury? I'm, I think it's a bigger fight, but is yeah. it ten million dollars bigger to where you could just give a? And, and by the way, that this all supposes getting back to the math that Usyk would get the same amount of money as White. I don't think that that's the case. You're gonna have to pay Usyk more money than you're paying Dillian White. And still come up with another fifteen million to pay uh, uh, Joshua, and then more money again to pay White. This story yeah. never really made sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see Kenny. You're shaking your head. Let's go to you, and then let's get Isan in for one last word. It really doesn't make sense at all. It's too much money. Uh, that's more money than, like you said, than uh, White is demanding to fight Fury. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up at all. If they don't have the money to put the fights together, well, how are they going to have the money to pay Joshua to step aside when the Joshua Usyk fight would sell out again? That That's a big money fight in itself. Why would they? Like, it just doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. It, no, I, I agree. The math, the math doesn't work out to me. I'm saying people, seeing people in the chat, Frank uh, and Jason Ladd, bringing out the Saudis. I guess they did overpay a lot for, at least by my understanding. Hey, AJ posted a phone Well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the Saudis will just put up a huge, a huge bag, like they did for the AJ Ruiz rematch. Isan, uh, I'll go for you for a last word, and then I'll, I'll, I'll flip back to. to um, my brother, Lil Penny. Go for it, Isan. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I, I agree with that. There's too much money that has to be thrown out to AJ. Then you got to pay White, too, as well. And we got to remember, the first bit's Friday. That means they need to work out a deal for Usyk Fury and by Friday. Not happening. And then we still have to get Dillian to agree to step aside after all these years of waiting for a title shot. And then if that if that all magically happens somehow, if Fury and, and Usyk finally fought after that, we'd have AJ contractually obligated to a fight. We'd have Dillian, who's mandatory still. So regardless, one of those belts are going to get dropped anyways. Then you got the IBF mandatory belt. Then you got the w- so it's it's all too much. It's not going to happen. We're going to get Fury White or whatever happens with that. AJ Usyk too. They're all set in stone. I feel like all this. I, I feel like all this other talk is just like kind of like more boxing drama because we're just kind of dead schedule right now. It's not going to happen. Like this is boxing. Come on. If we really think Bob Arum is going to pay somebody fifteen million to not fight? Come on. That, that's crazy. Well, there you go. Thank you so much, Isan. Thank you so much uh, for the call. You come back uh, again soon, please. You always have great takes, brother. Appreciate it. Well, yo, keep at it. Keep at it. As a college grad myself, uh, Kenny's one, two. You know, that we definitely are all about those degrees. So keep at it, fam. Get that degree. You too, brother. Uh, Good to hear that we got college guys listening to us because college – a part of my 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 main thing when I was studying, believe it or not, needing to take breaks was listening to boxing podcasts. So I, I feel you. So keep at that, brother. Lil Penny, back to you for a final word on this. 
Yeah, I well, it makes sense if the Saudis are um, are underwriting the fight because you know from memory, didn't Joshua get like upwards of fifty to seventy million for that rematch against Ruiz? So if you add in the Saudi uh, site fee plus the pay per view in England or UK, sorry, then yeah, it makes sense that fifteen million looks like it's probably doable for AJ to step aside, and I think he should take that because. If you, someone's giving you 15 million to do nothing, right, and then you fight the winner of Usyk AJ, that's that's the perfect scenario because now now you got more time to spend with your American trainer. Plus Usyk and AJ and Fury will probably beat each other up, right? So it's like it's a perfect scenario. So why wouldn't you take that 15 million 15 million fight, right? It is because it's false. There is no 15 million. That 50, 50 million sounds outrageous to step yeah, aside. It sounds pretty outrageous to me. And again, if the Saudis are going to throw money at like that, I guess it's Saudi Arabia to the rescue. Unless, of course, you're living in Yemen. And uh, those of you who know what is going on over there know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, look, maybe that's the, maybe that the Saudis are the, the Saudis are the key to all of this. Maybe that's what's been delaying. This purse bed and why Eddie Hearn keeps, you know, requesting, you know, delays um, because I know that the delays on the purse bed are they can't be coming from the Fury side because the WBC has already said 80-20 split. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe maybe Eddie's working his magic over there with the princes in Saudi Arabia. Kenny. Uh. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't see that being plausible either. Yes, he got a big bag with the Saudis before. I don't see that being plausible. What exactly do the Saudis have to do with boxing and boxing contracts, uh, especially when it has to do with paying a dude to step aside? They have nothing to do with top rank. It just doesn't seem like something that would contractually happen. And it also seems like a hell of a lot of money to be throwing a guy to step away. I do definitely 100% see how Penny's point makes sense. Uh, you know, 15 million is a lot of money. It makes sense for Anthony Joshua to, t- to take that 15 million if he could get the Usyk versus Fury winner right after they fight. You know, it does give him time to train, to pick a trainer, and to get his head together because his head is definitely not fully in the game at this moment, or it doesn't seem like it. Here's what I want to happen by this weekend and i plan to go live this weekend everyone by the way i'm gonna go live uh saturday 3 p.m eastern 8 p.m out in the uk 9 a.m if you're in new zealand or on the eastern side of australia um i want something to happen with this purse bid or something to be announced because it's getting it's getting to be a little too much penny thank you so much for for joining us live please come back again i'm gonna go Absolutely. We're going to go to rolling with the punches last, and then uh, we're going to close up shop over here because we got some stuff going on in New York City we need to get to. But thank you, Penny. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. Have a good one, Penny. Thank you. Let's go to rolling with the punches to uh, roll us up out of here. Last and final take of Mano a Mano Live with Kenny T. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Maestro, Kenny K.O. I just I had to hop on and ask a question, man, because uh, I feel like Tyson kind of Fury isn't getting kind of the what's up, baby, the appropriate love like he kind of should be. So I I was thinking if Fury was to beat White, 
Usyk and AJ, would that put him in the conversation as being one of the greatest heavyweights, especially like in succession? You know what I mean? Like boom, boom, boom in a row, knock him out. You know what I mean? Oh shit! I can't. Right, here's, hear. where I, here's where here's where I would put him. Oh. You know, I I would put him after Lennox in the modern um, era since Lennox. Um, you know, right now the modern era right. since Lennox is Klitschko, Klitschko. I think that Fury's definitely in that conversation if he beats Usyk and beats Joshua. Mm. And just throw in White as well into that. If he does all three of those, then I don't care how much you hate Tyson Fury, you got to give him his credit as at least in the conversation since Lennox Lewis. Kenny? I, I definitely agree with you. If he beats those three people, you have to give him some credit. What people say currently about him is that his resume is too weak, that the only person of credit and caliber that he's really beat is Deontay Wilder, and that is after he came back from his break with, uh, forgot the, the twin's name, uh, of Vladimir Klitschko? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the Klitschko fight, yeah. Deontay Wilder is the only guy that he really gets credit for after the Klitschko fight. So, yeah, uh, you know, if if he could pad his resume with the names of, of Usyk, uh, a White, and Joshua, I, that's that's huge because Joshua definitely has a resume. If Joshua yeah. beat those guys and he beats Joshua, technically he beat those guys that Joshua beat. All those styles make fights, and that's arguable, but you get where I'm going. You know who rolling with the punches is reminding me a oh, little yeah. bit oh, of Kenny yeah. right now. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting, the, I'm getting some <laughs> rolling with the punches right now. He's looking a little bit like <laughs> one time, one time. <laughs> you know, you you good on the mic too, brother. You got a little bit of, got a little bit of Keith in you, Keith Thurman. We got another live. So uh, nah, rolling, man. rolling with the punches. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. You are you watching your brother Keith this weekend? <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, no, man. It's a little too steep for uh, for the card, yeah. you know. Honestly, you know. But uh, I, I think, man, you know what? I think it'll be pr- honestly. I, I'd pay sixty bucks legitimately for that fight. That's a good fight, man. I mean, because the, the the card, the card, it got uh, it got some uh, Santa Cruz and fucking Carbajal or some shit like that. That's a good ass fight. Leo's a beast, man. So uh, and and then uh, they got Abel Ramos and shit on there too. And shit, I forget who's fighting. Not good, man. So I, I think that that's a, that's a legit sixty dollar fight right there, man. But they're trying to do seventy five. That's crazy. That's like too it, much. Come on, man. That's too much. It you is way too much. Rolling, rolling. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for joining yeah. us, bro. Please, <laughs> I appreciate you. Man. Come on, I appreciate live. you guys, man. Always, man. Much love in chat room. Yeah. Thanks for coming Please. on, brother. You have good energy, man. Keep that up. Absolutely. Sure. So that was uh, rolling with the punches. Uh, there we go. So uh, look, Keith's not even getting 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 a lot of love from the one time family. Uh, whether it's one time Kenny Ko or or my brother rolling with the punches, we'll see how this pay per view does on the weekend. But Kenny, that's it, man. For mano a mano live with Kenny T. Any last words? It's been another successful one, man. Everybody take care. Have a good night. Let's do it again. Thank you for having me, Maestro. Absolutely. You got to check out Knocked Out by Kenny. Kenny, K.O. Kenny. All right. Check out his channel. Check out my brother D-Style Boxing. Okay. You got to check out In the Ring with Christine tonight. Women Crushing It Wednesdays. You got to also check out Power Punchers. 
okay, with my brother Calix Boxing and D-Star Boxing. You also got to check out the Shoe Shine, okay? That's with Dave from the 408 and Billy Drew Irish. And, of course, my brother Joe Habib, ringside reporter. Uh, we up out of here. That's it for us. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Take care, everyone. Thank you.